Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Shane B-Sides. So great to have you listening. And uh, today, we're going to uh, run a short little episode about a pretty common topic that um, music content uh, creators on like YouTube or different podcasts have talked about before, and of course, that's the uh, simple concept of Desert Island Records. So anything, of course, that you would take with you to a desert island, like these are the only albums you get to listen to pretty much forever uh, once you get stuck. Um, So I made a little list. I kind of based it around the... um, template that the Topsters website gives you. Of course, you can do like a hundred albums, and a lot of people use it to list their favorite albums of all time. Um, But I I chose 16 just to keep it kind of simple, and I didn't want (laughs) to, I didn't want to be here all day. But um, yeah, and uh, I mean, these are definitely all albums that would place pretty highly on my all-time favorite albums list, but um, I also tried to go by the, you know, the concept that these are basically what I'm stuck with, so I tried to have, I mean, there's not a ton of variety, but uh, I mean, for me, there is, and um, yeah, I definitely tried to stick by that, but uh, I'm gonna go by and just kind of... uh, shortly talk about each one that I picked and uh, just kind of go over that. Uh, So first up, the uh, one that kicks it off for me is Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Uh, Rest in peace, of course, to an absolute legend. Um, Everybody knows just gone way too soon, but you get such a great blend of like old school R&B mixed with like kind of modern pop sensibilities and I, I really think this record paved the way for a lot of music we hear on the radio nowadays like I don't think there would be anything like Adele um, without this record or without Amy in general um, and you've got some of the best ballads like the most just aching just hard-hitting ballads I've ever heard in my life on this record, um, especially like Love is a Losing Game, which is honestly like a top 10 song of all time for me. Like that song is just so haunting. The chords are beautiful. Her vocal performance, of course, is just out of this world. Um, And songs like He Can Only Hold Her are great too. And of course, the big singles like Rehab and the title track, Back to Black. I mean, you you really can't beat this record. And uh, there's a reason why Amy Winehouse was so loved, and it, it's because of music like this. And there's a, there's a lot of music that wasn't released on a record that is floating around out there. And of course, she had the record before this too. But um, yeah, just just... I mean, what more can you say about this? It's Amy Winehouse, uh, absolute legend. And uh, after that, we've got another one that was lost way too soon. It's Sam Cooke, of course, lost uh, long before Amy Winehouse uh, came around. Um, I think he passed back in the early to mid-60s, or yeah, mid-60s. 
It's Sam Cooke with Live at the Harlem Square Club in 1963. So obviously this is a live performance that he did. And uh, this is like the most electrifying live performance I've ever heard. And it's not even like rock and roll music. It's not some shit from like Woodstock or whatever. Like this is just some like really just passionate soul and R&B. And like I said, it's from 1963. And this man is giving it his all when he performs. He's having fun. He's like scream singing. He's singing along with the audience. He's interacting with them. And um, there's lots of songs that just kind of run into each other. Like you can tell he's having fun just kind of spinning the wheel and going through different songs. Uh, like he's on a game show or something. Um, you know, of course, his uh, versions of Cupid are, uh, and uh, Nothing Can Change This Love and Bring It On Home To Me. Uh, just iconic songs, iconic performances. But my favorite thing on this record for sure is uh, the medley of It's Alright and I Love You For Sentimental Reasons. Uh, like I said, he gets the crowd to sing along with him. And when you can hear them come in and they're just having fun too and they're enjoying it, it just sends chills down my spine every single time. Like, there's just something so special about this record and uh, I really think it's just a, an extremely rare moment just luckily captured onto tape and it brings me so much joy, uh, gives me so much dopamine every time I hear it. And uh, yeah, I would definitely need this on that desert island for sure. Moving on from there, a bit of a vibe change. We've got House of Sugar from Alex G. Everybody knows I'm a big Alex G fan. So is Hannah. Uh, it's the first artist we ever bonded over when we met. And, uh, you know, this record is his pretty typical blend of, like, folk, indie rock with, like, a taste of country and then, like, a taste of different experimentation. But there's a certain air to this record that I don't think is on any of the other ones. Like, the only thing I can think to compare this to is, like, the just immaculate magical vibe you get from a late October evening, like, watching a sunset, and it's, like, you know, 50 to 60 degrees outside, and there's just something really special in the air. I, I really can't describe it, but um, yeah, there's it's something about the production on this record just has this really mystical quality to it. And uh, on top of that, you've got just some really killer songs that are some of the best in his catalog, like Gretel, which is maybe my most streamed song ever, according to Spotify. I need to check again. But then you have like great kind of kind of a country-leaning song like uh, Southern Sky, you've got Cal, you've got Crime, Sugar House, I mean, like, Bad Man is hilarious, but amazing, uh, just uh, really fantastic stuff on this record, uh, puts me in a trance every time I listen to it, um, I, I think it's still his best record to date, one of my I mean, these are all some of my favorite albums ever, but this is definitely, like, in the top ten for sure. Uh, after that, we've got uh, Tatsuro Yamashita with For You. So I've got two city pop records back-to-back -back on this list, and this one, to me, is, like, the daytime version of a city pop record. Like, 
this to me is what you put on when you're driving on the strip, you're driving by all the palm trees, and it's just the sunniest, most gorgeous day you've ever seen. You're at the beach, and you've got the windows down, or maybe you're driving like a convertible, and you've got this record blaring. It's just... It, it does exactly what great city pop is supposed to do. It just takes you to this just pristine 80s, like, sheen world where there's no problems at all. Um, and if there are, then they pass uh, with very little time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the production on this is obviously just immaculate. Like, the, I mean... Even production today at its highest, I feel like, doesn't match what this record does. Like, it just sounds so clean, so wonderful. I mean, you've got just killer electric guitar playing, like on Sparkle. And, uh, of course, Love Talk and Honey, It's You is the big song from this record. And it's just killer stuff, just really funky, really happy, just euphoric music that is just like no other. And then on the other side of the coin, uh, on this list, I've got Love Trip by Takako Mamiya, which to me is kind of like the nighttime version of a city pop record, which, you know, primarily city pop is focused on like late night driving, like being in a city late at night, seeing all the neon lights and everything's just so lush and expensive. This to me captures that vibe really well. Um, but it mostly reminds me of being in, like, a, uh, really fancy, like, five-star hotel that's got, like, palm trees inside, and, uh, a lot of the architecture is made out of, like, glass, if that makes any sense, and, uh, there's, like, a huge indoor pool, of course, you've got the neon lights inside, um, something that I could personally never afford, but... I like to dream about it, um, but, you know, this album, to me, I think, contains a lot of the elements that, just like for you, but, you know, like I said, the different version of that, um, a lot of the elements that draw people to City Pop to begin with, and, I mean, you've got killer vocal performances on here, like with the uh, opening song, I think it's the title track, and uh, Chinese Restaurant is great, like, this, this thing just takes me somewhere else, like, it's just immaculate stuff here and uh, I think she was a bit of a mystery uh, I know Tatsuro like has a lot of really acclaimed records but uh, this woman right here I think made just this record and then just kind of disappeared uh, didn't really like the limelight apparently or something like that I need to read the story again but um, because of that this record kind of has like a cult classic kind of air to it and uh, I'm really glad that I found it uh, moving on from there, we've got uh, Where You Been by Dinosaur Jr. Uh, and this is everything I would ever want out of just a straight-up 90s like alternative indie rock record. Um, I've got another uh, one on here, another two on here that I'm going to talk about. But this is like, I don't know, this is a very specific kind of 90s rock to me. And... Uh, there's just something so special and otherworldly about Jay Maskus' uh, guitar playing. I mean, the solos that he hits on this record, as well as, like, just the songwriting being so strong. Like, 
You know, I love every Dinosaur Jr. record. I've been talking about them nonstop lately. Um, and, and You're Living All Over Me and Bug and um, Hand It Over are all like really close second favorites behind this one. But uh, I've got to go with this one as far as Dinosaur Jr. goes because like you kick off the album with Out There, which is just like a grand canyon full of guitar riffs. Um, it really feels like the music video where he's like on the mountain just like playing guitar and it's just snow for like miles and miles and miles. Like you're literally out there when you hear that song. Um, and he's just absolutely shredding. Uh, Start Shopping, which ha of course has the kind of chopping guitar chords um and then it has maybe my favorite guitar solo of all time like it's just I, I can't even describe it you just have to hear it like it, it does exactly what just anthemic alternative rock is supposed to do in my opinion just uh really special killer stuff what else is new is incredible uh get me is like almost like a radio rock tune i'm kind of surprised it's not like a bigger hit than it is uh you've got like kind of downer country with going home i mean there's really not a miss on this record it just brings me so much joy um i've made it a habit to put this record on every time i drive home from work because i've got like a 35 minute uh commute from uh to and from work and uh of course that doesn't fit this whole record but it fits the majority of it so it's kind of become a ritual for me to put this on, and I would definitely want this on the island with me um, if I did have to go. Um, you know, speaking of the 90s rock thing, next up we've got Modest Mouse with Lonesome Crowded West. And this record as well has some really killer electric guitar playing, but there's something kind of different about it. Like, it's really jerky and just chaotic and almost out of tune in certain points um the way isaac brock plays guitar is just really unique to him I, I don't think anybody else plays guitar like him exactly um but there's so much anger and rawness and frustration that's put into this music and then you have the lyrics about like homes being torn down for shopping malls and uh, lyrics about being out on the road and seeing America. Lyrics about, you know, growing up, childhood, all that stuff. Just really angsty stuff, but really hard-hitting stuff. Um, I'm really grateful to Hannah for showing me this record because it's just something else. Uh, you've got one of the best opening tracks ever, Teeth Like God's Shoeshine. Uh, you've got uh, killer songs like Trailer Trash, you've got Out of Gas, Doing the Cockroach. There's not a single miss on this record. It's just so special, and I think it's another record that, of the three I'm going to talk about, has really shaped uh, modern indie rock. And uh, there's another one I'll get to later, but I'm going to save it for last. Uh, next up, we've got Norman Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey, which... I think it's the perfect showcase of Lana Del Rey's songwriting. I think the writing on this is her at her absolute best. I mean, Happiness is a Butterfly, Fuck It, I Love You, Venice Bitch, Mariner's Apartment Complex. Like, this album, to me, is the reason why she's so acclaimed. And, you know, it may not even be my personal favorite Lana record, but 
it still places pretty high. It's definitely like in her top three, in my opinion. And the really lush instrumentation and production provided by, of course, the legend Jack Antonoff is just uh, so well done on here. And, um, you know, obviously I've mentioned before, Hannah is the biggest Lana Del Rey fan in the world. Um, so I've been exposed to a lot of Lana over the years. And, um, you know, if I had to take one Lana record, I think this has everything that she does so well. And she's matured so much over the years in a really graceful way. Not that she was immature before, of course, but, you know, people get older and just, you know, knowing her music about 10 years ago and then like hearing this record when it came out, it's pretty like incredible to see the growth and you feel like you've grown with her as a person and seen shit. And there's just something, you know, that about this album that I think puts her in the canon as one of the best American singer songwriters just in the world. Um, absolute legend. Moving on from there, we've got a more modern indie rock record that I think is deservedly a classic. It's very well loved. It's Halcyon Digest by Deer Hunter. Uh, really like nocturnal, kind of garagey feelings on this one. Um, something about like Bradford Cox's voice on this. It's really like kind of dirty and like up close and like almost like uncomfortable in certain spots, but like in the best way possible. Um, and there's something like about this record, you're split between like the kind of garage rockers, like Don't Cry and Coronado but then you have the also like really lush kind of dreamy tracks like He Would Have Laughed, which is my favorite Deer Hunter song, and the opening song Earthquake. Then you have great songs that are kind of in between, like uh, Basement Scene, I think, is a pretty good example. Um, Sailing, I think, is a wonderful, just really brutally like sad track. Um yeah, Deer Hunter was one of my formative, like, alternative indie bands, and I'll always have a special place in my heart for this record. I think it is so special in every way. Uh, moving on from there, uh, a little bit newer, we've got My Woman from Angel Olsen. I mean, I've talked about Angel Olsen on here before. I talked about her most recent record, uh, gave it high praise, but this is still my favorite Angel record to this day. Uh, kind of like the Deer Hunter record, you get just a really cool range. You get the really great just indie pop rock classics like Shut Up, Kiss Me, uh, Never Be Mine, I think is great. It's really jangly, got great guitars. Uh, Give It Up is really angsty and fun. But then you've also got like really devastatingly like just bare dreamlike tracks like those were the days and intern uh, and then you've got like kind of you know more of the rock thing but just really heavy shit like especially the song sister which I don't even know what that song's about but like the guitar solo in that just how long and sprawling that song is and her emotional vocal performance, like, that just sends me somewhere. Like, there is something so... There's something special about all of these records, and I keep saying that about each one, but, I mean, I really mean it with this song in particular. 
And, um, yeah, I mean, like I said with Lana, there's a reason that Angel is so loved. And um, I think this record, just like the Lana record, captures everything she does just perfectly. Uh, then next up, we've got Satanic Panic in the Attic by Of Montreal. I've had a long history with Of Montreal. I've enjoyed basically every record they've put out up to like 2018. And the newer stuff, you know, I don't hate it, but it's just kind of out of my wheelhouse. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I've really come back to this mid-2000s stuff. And I know that's like the typical of Montreal fan to, uh, thing to latch on to. But, I mean, there's just something about this album, like the mix between like their early Twee days and then getting really into like electronics um, and just the sheer fact that like one man played all of the instruments and did all the vocal harmonies on this. Uh, it's really 60s-ish, um, but like I said, kind of electronic um, and you've just got really killer songwriting on here like Lysergic Bliss. It's so fun, so upbeat, so joyful. Your Magic is Working, same thing for that. Uh, Vegan and Furs, which is just an all-timer song for me. Uh, so special, like nothing else in this world. Um, yeah, this 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 album, I feel like more than any other of Montreal record, is the one that I go back to the most nowadays. Uh, moving on from there, we've got Pale Horse Rider by Corey Hansen, which obviously won for my album of the year in 2021. And I still stand by that, no questions asked. I mean, this is like cosmic, psychedelic country at its finest. Uh, not that there are a lot of albums in that genre, but there's just something so apocalyptic and like dreamlike and just so different about this record from the songwriting being kind of biblical at times. It's kind of hard to parse exactly what he's talking about. Uh, to all of the like desert, just uh, almost like liminal imagery that you get on this record. I mean, Paper Fog is one of the best album openers I've ever heard in my life. Um, I always get chills when that really soaring, mean electric guitar comes in. The title track is really catchy and wonderful and Baroque and dreamy. Uh, Limited Hangout is great. Vegas Nights kind of reminds me of like Paul McCartney. Great pedal steel guitar all over this record. Of course, you know I'm a sucker for that. Another story from the center of the earth is a uh, really killer, like slow building uh, electric guitar freak out kind of track. Kind of reminds me of uh, Neil Young, which we'll get into some Neil pretty soon. Um, but yeah, I, I still stand by how much I love this record. Uh, Hannah got me into Corey Hansen and we still play him in the car all the time. Um, yeah, really, really special album. Up next, we've got Shannon and the Clams with Dreams in the Rat House. And this is just pure like lo-fi garage rock uh, with kind of like a 50s and 60s sensibility to it, which has been pretty much like the overall theme of the band since they started and they've definitely gotten a cleaner sound lately with Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys producing but this is when they were really into the lo-fi thing and I think this just has their best batch of songs 
And don't get me wrong, I love every record they've put out, but if I had to choose one, it would definitely be this one because you've got like Hey Willie, which is a really fun song from Cody. And uh, by the way, Cody and Shannon's vocals, uh, just really raw and passionate and just so strong. Uh, Rip Van Winkle is on here. Such a fun track. Really great guitar playing. Uh, Ozma, which is one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, saw it live and almost teared up because it just means a lot to me. In the River is great. It's one of my favorite things to play on guitar. Uh, just really killer fun record. I like to just throw this one on when I have company over because nobody ever really complains about it. Like it's, it's a little weird, but it's not too weird that, you know, you can't just throw it on. Uh, up next, we've got On the Beach by Neil Young, which is just, I mean, it sounds sort of like what you would expect from Neil Young. Like there's a blend of his folk and then folk rock and then kind of his rockin' kind of distorted electric guitar kind of stuff, but there's something about this album that is so, like, unique in its own way. Um, it really feels like the album cover, like, literally being on a beach and just kind of being lost in this hazy kind of depression. I mean, the lyrics on this are pretty brutal. Um, of course, you open with the song Walk On, which is kind of feels like forced positivity in a way. It's a really fun anthemic rock track, and then as the album goes on, you just get deeper into this depression. You end up in the title track, which is just, I mean, I think Radiohead actually covered the song, and that makes sense because this feels like the closest that Neil Young would get to the kind of world that Radiohead exists in. Uh, you've got a really beautiful um, two-punch of acoustic tracks at the end, uh, motion pictures and ambulance blues. Um, it also, this whole album also feels like just being stoned out of your mind. And, uh, you know, I can't really explain why, but if you listen to it, you'll definitely understand why. And one of my favorite things about this album is when they were making it, they apparently were taking a lot of honey slides uh, which is like when you uh, kind of, I don't know the word, you kind of soak weed in honey and then fry it up and then smoke it and it apparently gets you absolutely just fucked up and just lost in space and that's definitely something you feel when you hear this music and I think there's just something that that brings to the music that I just... I can't describe, but I, I, I really love it. I think it's just, yeah, something else. Uh, maybe my favorite Neil record, but it's hard to say because I also love uh, Tonight's the Night and Stars and Bars quite a bit. Getting down to the wire here. Uh, second to last pick, we've got Karungbin with Contodo El Mundo. And if you want to talk about just uh, an amazing vibe record, this is the one for me. I mean, you've got really groovy blends of like psychedelic rock um, and then also like funk. Some parts are really chill and spacey and just beautiful. Some parts make you want to dance and that's just sort of the whole vibe of Karungbin in general. It's mostly instrumental. There are some vocals, but they're really washed out and hazy and they're pretty simple and you can't really understand what they're saying. But um 
yeah, mostly instrumental, and um, I can remember getting into this record back in 2019. Um, my story with this record is that I fell asleep, um, woke up at like four in the morning, and I had left my TV on, and it was just on YouTube doing autoplay, playing different shit that um, a lot of shit that I had never heard of, and uh, the video for Friday morning came on, and just how just relaxed and chill, and just how beautiful the song was, and then the music video being like, I can't really explain the concept of the video, but it's just so wholesome, and um, I, I just will always cherish that memory, and it's sort of influenced how I feel about the record in general. It holds a really special place in my heart. Um, you've also got, other than Friday Morning, you've got uh, really killer tracks on here like Maria Tambien and August 10th. Um, just And Lady and Man is also a great song. And um, yeah, if you want to just like have a little get together with your friends and have something that's not going to be too distracting, but if you do pay attention to it, it's just, uh, puts you in a great mood, then definitely put this record on. Um, nobody's going to complain about this, even if they're not super into it, because it's just so easy to listen to, so laid back. Um, and when it's not laid back, like I said, makes you want to dance. Uh, and then my last pick for The Desert Island is an album that I've talked about nonstop. It's There's Nothing Wrong With Love by Built To Spill. Absolutely love Built To Spill. Maybe my favorite band at this point, though hard to say. And, you know, it's hard to pick an all-time favorite record because it's just an extremely high standard, obviously, and it's hard to pick one thing that meets all of your emotional needs from day to day because I've shifted through a lot of so-called all-time favorite records, but this is just the one that I'm landing on lately because I just feel like you have such a strong batch of songs on here. Uh, like, I mean, in the morning, it literally feels like taking, like, three espresso shots first thing in the morning. It's just a really raw, fun boost of energy. And um, you've got, of course, you know, one of the trademarks of Built to Spill is just really insane, just passionate, distorted electric guitar playing. You've got a killer electric guitar solo on this track and a lot of the other songs on this record too. Uh, after that song, you've got Reasons, which is kind of emo adjacent, uh, really anthemic chorus. Then you've got Big Dipper, which is just power pop greatness, just really catchy, fun song. I love how just chaotic and fun Doug's vocal delivery is. Um, love his voice on this record, love his guitar playing, like I said. Uh, kind of makes me feel like the way Dinosaur Jr. makes me feel with their guitar playing. Of course, they're kind of, they have their differences for sure, but I mean, they're both monsters as far as just solos and tone goes. Uh, then you've got the song Car, which is everything that I think uh, an indie rock song should be. I mean, you've got the lyrics about, I don't know, they kind of put you in this coming of age indie movie mindset about, you know, riding in a car with the person you love, trying to take the world apart, figure out how it works. You've got really great poetic lines like, uh, want to see it when you get stoned on a cloudy, breezy desert afternoon. 
I want to see movies of my dreams. Uh, it's really sweet and pretty in some parts, but you, you've, and you've got like the cello, but then like I said, you've got a really menacing, crazy electric guitar solo where it sounds like he's just, you know, beating the shit out of the guitar. Um, and, you know, I won't go into every single song on here. I'm going to save that for another time, but just such a special record for me. And I think it really set the template for what a lot of modern indie rock bands would do, kind of in the way that, like I said, Where You Been and Lonesome Crowded West would. But, you know, even this record, I think, obviously really influenced Modest Mouse, who, you know, Modest Mouse would go on to influence countless indie rock bands from the modern age. And, um, yeah, I, I love Built to Spill, love There's Nothing Wrong with Love. Um, I don't think there's a single bad track on this record. Um, you've got really great songs towards the end, too, like Dystopian Dream Girl, which has the hilarious line about David Bowie. Um, my stepfather looks just like David Bowie, but he hates David Bowie. I think Bowie's cool. I think Lodger rules. My stepdad's a fool. Just really goofy, funny writing on that one. Um, and you've got Stab, which I think is a great kind of taste of what was to come for the band with, like, Perfect From Now On and Keep It Like a Secret. And, uh, yeah, I won't ramble on for too long. I'll save that for another day because I'm not trying to do full-on reviews of these records, but just kind of go over why I picked them. And, uh, yeah, definitely check any of these records out that sound interesting to you. Um, if you know me personally, you've probably heard me talk about at least half of these, at least once. So, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you have a wonderful day wherever you are. It's getting a little bit cooler outside, like I said pretty recently in another episode. I don't think we're quite in fall territory yet, but we're getting there, and I'm really looking forward to it. And honestly, I think a lot of these records would fit into the fall vibe. So while you're adjusting for the new season, uh, give some of these a spin. And uh, if you know me, um, you know got my email or you're you've got me on messenger or something just give me a shout out and let me know what you think of some of these and uh yeah that's gonna do it for today and uh peace out be well uh thank you so much for listening and uh yeah see you next time